Hey, I'm Dr. T, and this is That's Totally Normal, a podcast dedicated to explaining what's happening to your body during puberty. On this episode, breasts. But hold on, before anyone with male anatomy tunes out, listen to this. Breast development happens to all bodies, seriously. So regardless of your gender, if you've noticed a little lump underneath your nipple, this episode is for you. Now, before we jump right in, I want to address the elephant in the room. The fact that, like always, we'll be using some words that might make you laugh. Words like breasts, boobs, nipples, and areolas. You may prefer words like jugs, tatas, melons, or whatever you call your boobs is just fine. It's all about what makes you comfortable. And on to our question of the episode. Are my boobs supposed to hurt sometimes? Especially while your breasts are developing, it's very common to have times when your boobs hurt, and even more so when there's something actually pushing on your boobs. These aches can come from your skin expanding, as well as the underlying tissue responding to a number of hormone signals that peak during puberty. So let's talk some more about these hormones and the growth that they cause. Everyone starts out with basically the same canvas flat breasts, small nipples, and small areolas, which is the dark skin surrounding the nipples. And then comes puberty. Do you remember what we talked about as being the first outward sign of puberty in females? I'd say, like, breast growth. That's right. It's breast development. Or, in fancy terms, thelarchy. Now, technically, it's breast bud development that's the first outward sign of puberty in females. Breast buds are basically what look like and feel like, a little extra fat underneath the nipples. They might seem like nothing, but those little mounds of fat, ducts, and glands are a sign of much bigger things happening within the body. They tell us that hormones like estrogen and progesterone have already started the puberty process, and that many more changes are to come. In fact, the pattern of breast development is so reliable that doctors use it as a way to determine when puberty is started, how far along a female is in puberty, and when puberty is close to being over. Stage one is basically a flat chest, and it goes all the way up to stage five, which are adult breasts, and for most females, indicate the end of puberty. Stage two, which is breast bud development and the start of puberty, happens on average around the age of 10. But here's another reminder that everyone is different, and it takes about four years to get all the way up to stage five. But wait, what about the guys? I told you that many males notice breast buds during puberty, and it can be anything from a tiny bump to even a larger lump of fat. But this phase of male breast growth usually only lasts a year or two. Then they go away. Male breast development usually happens around the time of the growth spurt, because of some of the rapid changes in testosterone and estrogen levels. Yep, even males have a little estrogen. And all of this is totally normal. So normal that up to 50% of males experience small breast development during puberty. If this is you, you are not alone. But speaking from experience, males generally don't ask a doctor about their breast tissue until they notice that it's a little tender. Which brings me back to the question at the start of the show. Why do developing breasts hurt? My question is like, why do like my breasts hurt? Me and my friends will just be like, oh my gosh, my boobs hurt. And I'm like, same. And that's like our conversation like every week. We'll just have like a 20 minute conversation about it. A simple way to think of it is like having growing pains. But instead of in your bones, they're in your boobs. 
The pain comes from a lot of attention in the form of energy, nutrition, and hormones that's focused on one part of your body. So dull aches, nerve zaps, and overall tenderness are totally understandable. And this kind of goes without saying, your boobs aren't protected by bones or muscle. Any poke can feel like a dagger, Owie! which is okay and avoidable. It's a gentle reminder to be kind to your body's hard work. While we're talking about development, it's important to remember that your boobs can grow at different rates, which means that one is often bigger than the other. Sometimes the size difference is super noticeable, and other times it's just a small difference. This is a totally normal part of puberty and may or may not correct with time. But don't worry, the difference is usually barely noticeable, and it's very common. The difference between like wired and like non-wired bras is like so big. And like, I think like I got one pair of bra and like it was wired and I was like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Never again. <laughs> Cause like, I, I always saw those stories like that was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Like getting home from like a long day of work and taking your bra off. And I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like I can't really experience that. And then I tried a wired bra and I was like, oh, I understand exactly why. <laughs> Now it's my turn to ask a question. Can you guess what the most common mistake of breast development is? It's an extra nipple. So if you're one of those people that has three instead of two, there's nothing to be concerned about. It's absolutely okay. And while we're on the topic, let's talk a little bit more about nipples. Like belly buttons, it can be normal to have innies or outies. In fact, it's even possible to have one of each. So if you were born with an innie or two, don't worry. It's normal, and the nipple is usually totally functional. It's also normal to notice little bumps or glands around the nipple within the areola. These are called Montgomery glands and help keep the skin on your nipple healthy by producing oil. And lastly, there are hair follicles around your areola. This means that you might notice a few hairs around your nipples, and you guessed it, that's totally normal. Now the time has come to talk about the ultimate puberty mystery. How big will my boobs be? I'll be honest, a long time ago when I was going through puberty, I was obsessed with this question, but it's such a difficult question to answer. As with so many things about our bodies, genetics will be a major influence. I mean this in the least creepy way possible, but think about the breast size of your mom, your aunts, and other female relatives. The size of your breasts will be sort of similar. But an episode on breast development wouldn't be complete without a conversation about the influence of society and social media on how we view chest size. It's a huge double standard. Like all these people say like, oh, look this way, but do it naturally. You don't already look like it? Well, look like it somehow. But if you do something that's unnatural, quote unquote, you're weird, which I think it's like, crazy how like this double standard exists. For whatever reason, breasts have become a symbol of womanhood and sex appeal. How you view chest size is ultimately up to you. But as a doctor, I'd love to add a little reality check to this conversation. Boobs, no matter what size, are all made up of the same types of tissue, ducts, glands, and fat. And they're all meant for one purpose, to breastfeed a baby. <laughs> No matter the size of your breasts, if you have ducts and glands, you can breastfeed. You know, way down the road. 
if and when you're ready. And that's the only reason we carry them around our entire lives. I think it's also crazy how like price marks so high, but it's something that's marketed as like, oh, get this if you want to look appealing to guys. And I'm like, wait, so why are, why are we paying to look like attractive to people who are the ones responsible for making us pay so much and stuff like that? It's like, that logic there doesn't really make sense. You're probably like a triple D and you're like actually a B and it's like, I'm not, like, it's so bad. And like wired bras are so expensive and I prefer sports bras because they're more comfy but like why are they so expensive I don't understand like please stop (laughs) so try to love what you've got no matter how big or small at the end of the day they're just collection of fat ducks and glands literally just hanging out before we go I want to thank you all for listening to that's totally normal if you ever have any questions for me submit them via my website on Seeker's social media, or write to us at that's totally normal at seeker.com. Remember, everything is completely anonymous, which means we won't use your name on the show. However, if you're really concerned about something going on or think you need medical attention, please talk to a doctor, a parent, or an adult you feel safe talking to. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate it. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As you probably noticed, our episodes feature thoughts from various young people. I want to thank Noah, Bogey, Lucy, Matilda, RJ, Maverick, Carolina, Kai, and Rohan for participating in our show. Some of these young volunteers are ambassadors for Amaze. Amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed. Real info in fun, animated videos that give you all the answers you actually want to know about sex, your body, and relationships. Visit amaze.org for videos on puberty, sexual orientation, gender identity, healthy relationships, and more. That's Totally Normal is a podcast created by Seeker and Trax. The show is hosted and written by me, Dr. Tessa Commerce. Emily Feld is our producer. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Ross. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner and Brian Pendergast. Thanks for listening. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.